Here's a message from Ken Lavica. The holidays are full of stress. Me, I'm full of concern, sports concern. There is a lot going on and not a ton that's making me feel good right now. Will you empathize with me? Stone the Banowitz hit the open. Go! You are listening to Ken LaVica Live. Presented by FAU MBA and Sport Management Program. Turn it up! Turn it up! From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, it's Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 1063. Hey, uh, can I have something that makes me feel good about sports right now? I mean, yesterday I talked about uh, the, the, the seasonal depression, the holiday depression that sports triggered in me. And I, I'm telling you, that Bears-Lions debacle to start Thanksgiving has set all of this in motion. But now, even in the last 24 hours, I, there are things where I, I just... I don't know how they get resolved and how they get resolved in a way in which is going to make me happy. I'll explain. Ken Levick alive here on a Thursday on ESPN 106.3, free ESPN app and on your smart speaker. Hey, Alexa. Hey, Siri. Hey, Google Play. ESPN 106.3 in the Anna John Levine Accident Attorney Studios, downtown West Palm Beach, Phillips Point Towers, right off of the fairly sunshiny but still uh, a little uncomfortably cool intracoastal. Friday Night Lights, Stone Labanowitz here running things. And because it is Thursday, she is making her way in. She is the show queen. She is the radio station mom. It is Keely Ferguson, WPTV News Channel 5, WFLX Fox 29. And we'll get here. Here, Keely, you can have the uh, you can have the wife. Like you know, go I need the wife. You know, there I need the wife. You did not have to tell people I was making my way. It's okay. In. You're busy. You're a my mom. Goodness. You got things going on. It's fine. We're, my goodness, we're, I am not helping the CP time stereotype. <laughs> Jeez, uh, come on, Ken. Let the record show. Keely said that, and not me. Listen, I feel if it if it was Theo or Tyree or Dean, they would not have said I was late. No, no, they no, They would no. have said anything. You're not late. They just kept it moving. You're not late. Listen, do you but think... you... Oh. Do you think any of the people that listen to my nonsense for an hour care about whether or not this is smooth? Uh-uh. They would have left... <laughs> if they liked smooth, good radio, they would have left by this time. So you're fine. Trust me. Everything is good. So it's all part of the train. It's right? all part of the thing. We just don't... We break down that fourth wall and let everybody into our mess. Hilarious. That's what we do. I, well, the bright line partially made me late. Oh, really? Yeah. Brightline, uh, by the way, if uh, you want to make your way through South Florida easily with stops in Miami, Fort Lauderdale, and West Palm, hey, you know what? Don't get into the situation Keeley did where she got stopped at the tracks by the Brightline. <laughs> Take the Brightline. Go to GoBrightline.com. That's GoBrightline.com. You're Back welcome. on, by the way, as a partner of ESPN West Palm. You're welcome. <laughs> uh, so, you know, Keeley, you're a mom. I am. Uh, you are someone that is been and an a adult wife. and a wife, and you've been an adult for quite some time i God, i swear ken i i've been in here for so how long i've been in here a minute and a half <laughs> you already gave me a cp time thing <laughs> you already gave me an old dick uh, thing what's no, next i'm just saying uh, i can i i know what it's like to be an adult because i know when i went do through you? that threshold i do i mean i might not act like it but i am legally an adult so once you go through that the, you you cross that threshold into real life it sucks 
and that uh, it's really it's really worrisome and you have to pay bills and you have to worry about responsibilities and you have to take care of yourself. I would say that worry and concern is probably like 60 percent of my being on a regular basis like that. That's not an exaggeration, right? Yeah. Uh, and yeah. there are some of you that maybe are listening that don't have kids or you haven't quite gone into the real world, as they call it. <laughs> but concern is a very real thing mm-hmm. that you face every single day. Mm-hmm. What doesn't help is when the things that are supposed to distract you, the things that are supposed to let you escape from the real world for mm-hmm. a while, sports, they cause you great, grave concern. That's a problem. Yeah, it is a problem, and uh, I can't separate. I have no ability to separate my life from sports. You should see somebody. I I probably should. Mm -hmm. It's probably an illness of some sort, probably Mm -hmm. diagnosable as well. (laughs) But I I take sports very seriously. Mm -hmm. Uh, I want you to to listen to Buster Olney, who was on with Max Kellerman and Keyshawn Johnson and Jay Will this morning here on ESPN 106.3. Baseball's in a lockout now. And I remember how I felt in 1994 when baseball went on strike. You do? I do. Because I was prime sports, 10 years old. The White Sox are in first place. Second best record in the American League. Frank Thomas, Robin Ventura, Rock Reigns. And I thought for sure they were going to win a World Series. And Ah. then September 1st came, end of the season. And we didn't have a World Series. And things were washed out until April of 1995. Now, we're sort of reliving history a little bit. It's not a strike, but it's a lockout this time around. And here's Buster Olney discussing how long this could actually take. I think that there is, unless there is a significant change of thought on one side or the other, I don't think there's any chance spring training starts on time. Um, These two sides have demonstrated that, uh, you know, the two leadership groups have demonstrated they don't cooperate, they don't collaborate. Um, the conversations aren't going anywhere. Um, it really does feel like, as Jeff Passon said, like the two sides are speaking completely different languages. The idea that they're going to come up with a nuanced labor agreement, I'm just not confident. And I do think there is a chance that the season is going to be delayed. Yeah, that's not good. And this is an Eric Healy, you know. Palm Beach County and the Treasure Coast, people love baseball mm-hmm. down here. Mm-hmm. Yankees, Mets, Red Sox. Mar- <laughs> Yankees, Red Sox, uh, Mets. Uh, it, it, this is this is a major problem, and I know a lot of people down here that that swear by spring training, swear by the start of a year. I mean, think about it. Two years ago, spring training. Our partners at Roger Dean Chevrolet Stadium mm-hmm. and up in Port St. Lucie and Ballpark of the Palm Beaches, they had spring training halfway through, just ended and wiped out because of the pandemic. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And now we're facing the prospect of spring training not happening at all. Mm-hmm. So it's not only from a fandom standpoint, it's an economic standpoint down right. here in uh, Palm Beach County and the Treasure Coast. That's really worrisome. I don't I, and I don't know how to call any concerns because you've been around sports for a mm-hmm. long time. I've been around sports for a long time. There is no sport where the bickering takes place more often and gets uh, more vindictive than baseball with the ownership and the players. And what's so bad about, to your point, about this lockout is if it does extend into... Cause February is around the corner. Yeah. It, it doesn't feel like it because it feels like... Well, not it feels like we just had baseball be over a month and a half ago or something like that. 
and then or what, whatever the month is for. I mean, I know it's October, but was it two months ago? Yeah. And now February is around the corner. And they're not they're not going to get this done because the holidays are here. Right. Nobody's going to talk about this over the holidays. People are still well, not in credit card debt for the baseball players, but people still have things from January that mm-hmm. they're thinking about. And all of a sudden it's the end of January, beginning of February, and they're not going to have an agreement. If you're a baseball fan, it's not as big a deal for you if you're not in our area because April is a long time away. Yeah, sure. But February is not. Yeah. And so that's where it's hard for us. Like for us. Spring training is a huge thing. Now, me as the fan, you're exactly right, Keely. Like, me as the fan, I don't need 162 games. Mm-hmm. Things could start in June, mm-hmm. and I'm good. Mm-hmm. I'm totally good. I get enough season there, and I don't have to watch baseball games up in Chicago or New York where people are wearing parkas. Right. That's not baseball. That's just a, freezing. a chaotic circus <laughs> freezing. Yeah. I don't need baseball and igloos, all right? <laughs> but spring training, like down here, if that doesn't happen again, that's the second time in three years. Yeah. And we depend a lot on that. And that's concerning. That legitimately is, as a station, mm-hmm. as a company, it's concerning. For all of our partners, hotels, transportation, mm-hmm. all of that, concerning. And then, of course, there's the ballparks. And this is just one of many concerns that I have. I know you don't, you, you you do things like an adult. You actually pay attention to your family pretty much 100% of the time. I'm like an 80 to 85% type of person. Uh, so your, your sports concerns pale in comparison to real life concerns because you're responsible. Uh, but are there, are there sports concerns for you that across the board, not just baseball, where you're like, I'm not sure this is going to get rectified quickly? You know what? When you first asked me that this morning, I was like, no, no, no. I'm just trying to figure out how to get my house clean. But <laughs> then I thought, particularly because my mom's coming to town next mm-hmm. week. We got seven days, Ken. Yeah. We got, we got seven days. You and, better. And I don't, I don't know how it's going to get done. Yeah. You got to get got, ready. I got Does meetings. mom judge? Does mom judge? Silently. But yes. Oh, you can see it in her face, though. That's yeah. like the worst kind of judgment. She judges. Yeah, keeps it inside. She's like, I don't judge. No, okay. no I can see the side eye. Whatever you want to believe, uh-huh. ma'am. Uh-huh. So I was thinking about that part. There wasn't anything that came to the top of mind. And then I thought about the New Orleans Saints mm-hmm. and their quarterback mm-hmm. situation. Mm-hmm. And how. And I remember hearing Keyshawn say this this morning, like maybe Sean Payton just does something different. At the end of the offseason, really, you know, alluding to maybe he's going to retire. Oh, wow. Maybe he's going to not. And, and and I think that's a stretch. But when you think about this team and Sean Payton, Drew Brees, and New Orleans Saints, you cannot separate the two. I'm sure there are people that forget that Drew Brees even played for the Chargers. So, and that was been, that's been book and page since 2006. Yeah. And now all of a sudden that's no more. And there are all these questions at quarterback that these – this team did not have and anybody that follows this team or just checks in on this team once in a while, which is, which I do because I haven't lived in New Orleans for 10 years. But you're still feeling a favor for the team. You covered correct, a Super Bowl championship. Correct, correct. So I always see what's going on with them and I said, man, this is this is going to be tough for the fans. They're below 500. I mean... Taysom Hill's bad. Yes. And it, so and you, you kind of rested your hopes, if you will, on Jameis Winston. Now he's done. Uh-huh. So, I mean... At this point, they I know they still feel like they have some hope, but they're probably looking to next season, which has no answers either. Exactly. It's just <laughs> question marks across the board. You don't know how that actually writes itself. And that's where with baseball, I don't know how this gets righted. I'm sure it'll get righted at some point. There will be... A, even if it's a smaller portion, a season. But what does that mean for us here? Mm-hmm. What does that mean for us in Palm Beach County and the Treasure Coast? And 
that has me a little bit worried. What is your sports concern right now? What's your biggest sports concern right now? I don't know what to do about spring training. If Buster Olney's on national radio and is here on ESPN 106.3 saying, yeah, I would be willing to bet this is going to cut into a part of the season, that means no spring training. They're just going to do stuff at home sites like they did during the COVID year mm-hmm. and at Ballpark of the Palm Beaches, uh, Roger Dean Chevrolet Stadium, St. Lucie, nothing. It is nothing again. And then Keeley, rightfully so, a little bit concerned about the Saints. There isn't much that feels worse than on Thanksgiving having your team absolutely blasted in the primetime game. <laughs> and that's exactly what happened to the Saints. And Taysom Hill makes it feel a lot worse. What's your biggest sports concern right now? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. And tweeted us at ESPN West Palm. What's your biggest sports concern right now? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. I, um, I proposed yesterday that what threw the universe off kilter, why sports are starting to go down this, this dark slide it all started from Bears-Lions, that first game on Thanksgiving. <laughs> it was such a bad game, so poorly coached, so poorly played, that something in the universe is broken. Ah. And I don't know how we actually fix this. And it all rested on something that happened just seven days ago. Uh-huh. It's Andy Dalton's fault. <laughs> he won. <laughs> he was the quarterback who technically won the game. But did anyone win that game? Did anyone win that game? I don't think so. It's Andy Dalton's fault. And it's why you can't trust redheads. 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. You know what? I didn't say the, the CP time thing, Keely, but I'll put my name on that redhead You're comment. You're a gingerist. <laughs> I am a gingerist, yes. A gingerist. I'm very prejudiced against uh, uh, against the redheads. My apologies, just how I was raised, playing my parents. Uh, <laughs> you know what else is concerning me, too, is I don't know what Miami's doing. I don't know what the Hurricanes are doing. I And I don't know. You're right. And Kane's Twitter, and for those who don't follow Kane's Twitter, just trust me, it's a bleep show right now because everybody thinks they know what's next with Miami and who's uh-huh. coming in for an interview and who's going to be the AD and what's going to happen to Manny. Do I still kind of think Manny Diaz will not be the coach in 2022? Yeah, a little bit. Do I think that less and less every day that passes? Yeah. Because I don't, I don't get how the timeline is going to sink mm-hmm. now. Because signing day is December 15th. Mm. You know you're going to be covering it a lot. WPTV News Channel 5, yeah. WFLX Fox 29. We'll have uh, around-the-clock coverage here on ESPN 106.3. But you can't make a coaching change just mere hours before signing day right. or after signing day. Manny Diaz and his staff are openly recruiting right now. Manny Diaz is in homes right now. And you have the Miami Herald reporting that a guy who got a second interview, the current AD, Nunez at New Mexico, who is a Miami native, has pulled his name out of contention. So where do you go now? We're we're almost a Friday of this week. I thought by early this week we needed an AD at Miami. And now that we don't have it, I don't know what they're doing. Let me ask you a question. Do you think that when, when you think of teams like uh, Miami or any any of these Power Five conference programs that have been very good in the past, and it may have been a very long time since mm-hmm. they've been very good, but you still have alumni and boosters that want to return them to their glory days. So whoever the next person in is always trying to get them back to wherever that was. Yeah. But in this day and age, nobody gives anybody time to develop. 
for anything. Oh no, it's turned into is European it, soccer. You you need to produce right away or else you're gone. That's and is what it better to just to maybe Mr. Nunez is maybe what's in his mind like you know what I I'm good I in Albuquerque. Kind, yeah, I don't need that kind of stress. Don't need that stress or else I turn into Ken Lavica. I don't need that stress. You're right. I mean, you are right though. Because when you you know what whatever their salary is, let's just say it's a million dollars. If your salary in Albuquerque is seven hundred thousand dollars, I mean, does it sounds like yeah, go mm-hmm. take more money. I remember there was a study done years ago that says really past seventy thousand dollars, you really don't get any happier. Now I'm not inclined to believe that, but that's what yeah. this that's what this study says. So I think people in the in this day and age are wising up to that. Like I I just don't I don't want to do. It. I have a very good friend of mine who uh, makes quite a bit of money and can make quite a bit more. He could easily make a half a million dollars a year. And he says, but I don't want to. You know why? I like to play golf. I want to go coach my kids' basketball games. Sure. Like, I want to do this thing and I want to do that thing. I don't want to do that. And I think that's what this new shift post-pandemic, pre- and post-pandemic quarantine. People have different priorities now. Right, right. I care about my mental health and mental well-being. I don't want to do these things. So I guess the question is, how do we kind of course correct? Can we even put that genie back in the bottle? Yeah. no. now we're in this microwave society. Yeah. Well, we were talking about earlier in the in the week when when uh, Lincoln Riley decided to go from Oklahoma to USC, mm-hmm. and Brian Kelly is the first Notre Dame coach to ever leave that job mm-hmm. for mm-hmm. another position to go to LSU. Who, yes, they've won a national championship mm-hmm. recently, but I would say the majority of the time they live in like tier two of the SEC uh, mm-hmm. this year, especially mm-hmm. in tier two of the SEC. And he basically turned the, the winningest coach in Notre Dame history turned Notre Dame into a stepping stone job for LSU. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. How much does legacy or prestige is that even such a thing? Is there a destination job in college football anymore? Yeah, because that's what Miami is banking on: is that they still have enough prestige from twenty-five years ago uh-huh. that they can bring in someone if Manny gets fired. And we've been talking about who's going to replace. Manny Diaz, Manny Diaz has stayed employed this entire time. Mm-hmm. So we're all of what we're talking about is pure conjecture yeah. because we can't even go to the point of Manny's fired. So I look at Lincoln O'Reilly's move from Oklahoma to USC, and maybe that's a prestige move. But Oklahoma has as much prestige as uh-huh. USC. Uh-huh. You know what USC did? They said, "Here's the money, and here's the private jet. Uh-huh. Come play." He took the green. So did Brian Kelly. Brian Kelly went from maybe the most famous college football institution of all time mm-hmm. and said, you know what? I like the sacks of cash that you're offering me. Yeah. And here is my concern is because we're so playing this AD search with the Canes and because we're late to the party with coaches, Miami doesn't have the capability to throw cash like USC does. Yeah. Doesn't have the capability to throw cash like LSU does. Mm-hmm. I don't know how LSU is doing it. That state's bankrupt. And they're paying Ed Orgeron <laughs> $17 million. Yeah. And they somehow have some secret vault uh, at the Mississippi Delta. Don't, don't they all in yeah. college football? Yeah. They all have a secret exactly. vault somewhere. But where is Miami's vault? Like, where? Is it at the medical school? I don't know. <laughs> like, so, but I, I, I don't think Miami has those resources. So it just feels like, Keely, in 2021... There are some coaches who have done a lot. They have a legacy, and they say, you know what? I'm ready to chase the money. And maybe that's a pandemic thing, too. Like, yeah. hey, I'm ready to chase the money. Yeah. I've done what I can do at this place. Yeah. And if it doesn't work, great, but at least I have the cash. And that's I true. kind of get it. Yeah. Well, because life is short. 
And they may fire you at that other school. You you just never know. One bad season and, and you're done. So I do get that. And plus, Oklahoma to SC, just when you're talking about Norman to Los Angeles, <laughs> is that really? A, <laughs> right. I mean, you've been to California, I'm sure, uh-huh. plenty of times. Uh-huh. And, I, and I love California. I went to college there. My sister lives there, so I've gone there plenty of times. And when you, it's something about getting off the plane and seeing mountains. You're like, oh, man. Oh, mountains are badass. I have a thing for so mountains. So nice. Yeah, I don't have a thing for cold, but I have a thing for mountains. Absolutely. When I was in Colorado Springs with FAU football to play Air Force this past year, loved it. It was great. I was out in Albuquerque at New Mexico. Uh-huh. I saw the AD in question at that basketball game uh-huh. a couple of weeks ago. Uh-huh. Uh, and there's just something about it. You're right. Like, change of lifestyle. That matters. I think that matters to some people. Uh, What's your biggest sports concern right now? Because I think it's clear now that I have several. And don't even get me started on Bam Adebayo, the thumb, and the heat, and getting blown up by the Cavs, and the fact that Duncan Robinson shoots as well as I do. This is a major problem as well. What's your biggest concern in sports right now? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Ken Levick, Akili Ferguson. You see her, WPTV News Channel 5, WFLX Fox 29. It is better. You don't see me on your TV on a nightly <laughs> basis. All of the starting baseball is in a lockout now. Baseball is in a lockout. It's a work stoppage, and Buster only thinks that this could wipe out spring training and bring us well into the regular season, and that's not good for us here in Palm Beach County and the Treasure Coast. Let's go to Roy in Boynton. Roy, you're on Ken Levick Alive. What's going on, Roy? Hey, Ken, great to talk to you. You and Keely. I just wanted to say uh, you guys were like my first friends when I moved down before the pandemic two years ago. <laughs> Roy, appreciate you, buddy. Well, I was driving around one day, and I said, you know, i got to find some work. And I heard you talking about the ballpark of the Palm Beaches. Yeah. So I drove up, and they hired me, and I got to run the bar in right field. How about that? For that short Yeah, and of course, I got COVID right yeah. away. Oh, um, oh, my God, Roy. Well, how, that's not good. But, yeah. but you're here. The biggest, Im- the biggest impact, and what I was so impressed with up there at that beautiful facility was the three or four hundred other people that work there, yeah. you know, really to supplement their income mm-hmm. and the, the really crushing impact that, of course, the working guy pays because billionaires are fighting with millionaires. Yep. And, 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 and Roy, think about it, too. In the specific case of the ballpark, they don't have a minor league team that lives there like the other two venues in this listening area. So mm-hmm. they're trying to supplement events with the Olympic qualifiers or uh, yep. Junior League uh, and US U21 baseball. And it's it makes that much more difficult. And this this is, I'm legit concerned. It's not just this radio play I'm putting on. I'm legit concerned about what no. this does. And they're great partners of ours. You know, in the ballpark, they manicure that place like it's Augusta National. Oh my you know, God. you go up there to yeah. sit five years, five hours before the game, and they're, they're grooming that thing with, with scissors. It's a beautiful spot. But, yeah, my heart really goes out to, you know, the two or 300 other coworkers I had. I mean, it was, you know, I worked in insurance up north my whole life, and I got down here, and I was like, I want to do something outside. Mm-hmm. And I got to run that bar with some great people. And it was, it's such a great facility. It's just a shame. Roy, really appreciate the call. Thank you for the kind words. Glad you're well. And uh, hopefully some people come to their senses here with this baseball lockout. Appreciate the call. But that's, I mean, that Keeley is case in point what we're talking about uh-huh. is this goes past not being able to go out to a spring training game. Right. There are layers and layers and layers of people affected with this entire thing. Yeah, it is. And, and something Roy said, I always hear people talk about billionaires fighting with millionaires. And I wonder, you know, for us non-millionaires, 
we're like, come on, get it together. But is that fair? No, I don't. And, you know, I don't think it's fair. I don't think it's fair. But I also think that you need to be able to, when that much money is involved, there needs to be a little bit more give and take mm-hmm. in that. Mm-hmm. And baseball has had a tough time with give and take and bringing things to the 11th hour, more mm-hmm. so than any other sport. There's a good working relationship between Adam Silver, the owners, and the players for the most part in the right. NBA. Hockey, they went through a lengthy work stoppage, but they've been pretty much in the clear since they came back from that 2004 mm-hmm. work stoppage. Uh, soccer, the MLS had one. They were able to work through that baseball's always the one that they figured it out at the last moment but it's always acrimonious yeah they can't get it going the nfl usually makes it work baseball for some reason it's really ugly really really ugly your biggest sports concern right now 888-760-3776 888-760-3776 is it the baseball lockout is it the canes what are they doing right now what's the play with this is it an individual team like the saints like keely brought up like what are they what are they going to do they got blasted on thanksgiving Taysom hill got an extension and he's flat out bad <laughs> uh ken levick alive presented by the fau nba sport management program they're just flat out good the FAU MBA Sport Management Program is doing it for 22 years. Dr. Jim Reardon saw him last night at FAU Basketball's win over Stetson at the Borough, but he is making dreams come true. You think about, I want to work in sports, but you don't really know what in sports you want to do. You pick a certain path, like everything, and... This is what's great about the FAU MBA Sport Management Program. It helps you find a lane. It helps you choose a lane. Maybe you want to get into the sports law side of things. You want to get into a front office. You want to work in facility management. There are hundreds of ways to get into the sports industry, and the FAU MBA Sport Management Program is going to help guide you. FAU.edu slash MBA Sport. Sign up for classes on campus in Boca or remotely looking out for you making sure it's easy for you it's the fau mba sport management program fau.edu slash mba sport fau.edu slash mba sport the fau mba sport management program we'll continue to take your calls when we return we'll play a little bud light brown distributing weekend warriors later in the show not now don't call for that we'll do it later she's keely ferguson wptv news channel 5 and wflx fox 29 i'm ken lavica i'm live on espn 106.3 from the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 106.3. Here's Ken LaVica. Keely, be honest with me. Do I, just, do I just worry too much? Am I so uptight, strung so tightly that I bring these concerns on myself? Yes. Yeah, I had a feeling you were going to say that. Yeah. I had a feeling you were going to say that. You know, honestly, when when I come up on a daily basis or at least start to formulate how I'm going to outline the show, it legitimately comes from what I wake up, like feeling. What I wake up, what I see first thing, and then driving to work, like just working through my brain. How do I feel about this? How do I feel about this? How do I feel about this? Mm -hmm. And it occurred to me this morning as I was coming up here in my Kia K5 GT that I got at Greenway Kia West Palm Beach, which is one of the few great things in my life right now. Thank you, Greenway Kia West Palm Beach. One of the few. Well, the other kids and wife. Okay. Yeah, see how I saved that? You better. (laughs) But I was like, man, uh, there are some things about sports right now that have me really sort of worried and it's largely because and what worries me most this is just in life okay mm-hmm. but it also spills into sports i don't know how it ends right i don't know how to start the path to fixing it 
that's always a hopeless feeling, right? Uh-huh. No matter what. No matter what. Well, when you were saying that earlier, I was just saying I, I think that's that's what it is for most people with most things. But in general, particularly this baseball thing, how is it going to end? Mm-hmm. Because, because you've seen it where it's just, yeah. where's the season? These two sides don't like to give and take right. very often. And I wonder if I just have baseball PTSD because we sort of laughed about I it earlier. I, I, but that, that 94 strike, I'm telling you, Keely... It, and I'm not nearly as passionate a baseball fan as I was back in 1994. Uh-huh. But that that was one of the seminal sports moments of my childhood. And you're a very impressionable sports fan at 10 years old. Okay. And the White Sox will, even though I'm not that big a, a baseball fan any longer, the White Sox are always my team, no matter what. That's the team that supersedes my fandom of any other team. And that year, I still firmly believe, and I'm 37 years old, and Yankees fans, you can talk to me about that 94 Yankees team all you want. The White Sox were winning the World Series that year. You uh, you Quebec transplants that are down here for the winter, you can talk to me about the Expos all you want. The White Sox were going to win the World Series that year. And when the World Series got trashed because of the strike, that affected me hard. Because the White Sox were never the same. Even when they won the World Series in 2005, that came out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. The White Sox of the early 90s were a powerhouse with all-stars and star power. And they controlled the city. The Cubs weren't even discussed. And they've never been the same since the strike. Ever. Two, two things. Number one, can I just give a shout-out to Ken for knowing his provinces in Canada? Mm-hmm. That's right. Because I had to think about it for a second. I was like, what? oh, yeah, Montreal, <laughs> Quebec. Yep, got it, got it, got uh, it. Did, he didn't want to say Montreal. Well, He's can, like, Quebec. Well, because you see 50 of their license plates every day, too, when you're driving <laughs> to and from wherever you are in Palm Beach County. The other thing is sometimes it feels like baseball on both sides. They are – you can't put the genie back in that bottle either. Mm-mm. They are – Petulant children in the way that if you, as a parent, you know that if you let your kid get away with too much, once you try to put the brakes on it and say, nope, we're going to, we're not eating cereal for dinner every night anymore. We're going to start eating vegetables. That train left the When they're like seven, they're like, "Uh, no. Yeah, that's not how that works. (laughs) That's not how this works. Right. And I think that's what it it is with these two sides. You know, you want to impose this, and but this was never a thing before. Yeah. And they just make... So much money. I'm not going to say too much money because who am I to judge? It's what the market dictates. Right. And owners are a big reason why these salaries keep going higher and higher and higher. But the problem is not so much the salaries and, oh, Max Scherzer, I can't believe he's making $46 million a season. Oh, my God. But at at your age, what you what you've been doing wrong in life, Ken? I know. I, when I see you that, you ever looked at it and just question your life? Oh yeah, and I'm not even. I'm not even. My my wife makes triple what I make annually. Like so, I see that. I talk about these people for a living that are making forty six million dollars a season, like Max Scherzer, that massive contract. And then I come home, and my wife makes so much more money than I do. I feel like I'm just sort of. Here's my here's my small penance for living here and maybe put it towards the college education. Like that's what my Dang. role in my family is because my wife is so proficient and powerful and successful. And then there's me, like a dope, and you choose to spend time with me on Thursdays. Uh well, I get paid to. <laughs> Would I do this for free? Oh, oh man. I don't know. Keely, I love you so much. You know much. what? 
Oh. I might do this for free if I didn't have 511 other things to do. I would for like five minutes. Mm-hmm. I so would hang out with you for five minutes. <laughs> uh, I like if if something ever happened to uh, Keely's source of income to appear on this show, I like the five minute podcast idea that we would do. Uh, Ken Levick Alive is presented by the FAU MBA Sport Management Program, fau.edu slash MBA Sport. Check it out. That is your path to the sports industry. What's your biggest sports concern right now? Baseball's concerning. I'm not even a huge fan anymore, but this is more financially, this area, economically. This could be a problem, and we have partners, great partners of ESPN West Palm that could be adversely affected, and it sucks. The Canes, you have to find an AD, and if you're going to make a coaching move, it has to happen like in the next 72 hours. Yeah, yeah. The time is ticking. The time is ticking. What about the Heat? Bam Adebayo, he's probably out well into the new year with his thumb surgery that he just had. The Heat can't get a basket from Duncan Robinson. They got blown out by the Cavs last night. What's that going to look like here moving forward? They are not playing well. What's your sports concern right now? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Tweeted us at ESPN West Palm. Joe is in Jupiter. Joe's been waiting patiently. Appreciate you, Joe. You're on Ken Levick Alive. Appreciate y'all, Ken. I'm just going to say I'm with you 100% what you talked about a while back. You know, life is very worrisome. We work to support our family when you get kids, and that can be very, very stressful at times. And I use sports, like you said you do, as an out. Yep. And when things go bad, badly for your team, especially teams that you've been following for 30-plus years, it's very disappointing when that's what you're looking for to make you, you know, get out of your stressful mood of, you know, and just, just kind of get away for a minute. I've got three three teams, really. As you, you know, my concerns with the Cowboys uh-huh. have started on Thanksgiving night uh-huh. and even before then. I see their season probably unraveling again, continuing tonight. Although they, they could win, but something's going to happen. I've been in a relationship <laughs> with them for 30-something <laughs> years, so, you know. Yeah. Um, Speaking of breakups, like y'all talked about, I'm about to break up with them if, if, if it doesn't go because, I mean, they're just, I can't let them keep doing this to me every year. I mean, I can't. <laughs> but, and then, speaking of baseball, the Texas Rangers, I don't mention them much because nobody here wants to hear about the Rangers because no. they've been so bad for Definitely so long not. since the World Series. But I've still, I've been following them since as long as I've been following the Cowboys. They go out and spend $560 million and then the this lockout season, comes. which is yeah. $100 million more than any team has ever uh-huh. spent, including the Yankees. They, get, they could have the best infield in the major leagues with the, with Corey Seager and Simeon, plus another couple of additions right. with our farm system. Right. And the season's not going to start. No. Nope. You know. And so, then I guess the Mavs are number three for you. <laughs> the Mavs are in such bad shape. Jason Kidd is not a good coach. We'll never have anybody except Luka. We're never going to get anybody by his side. He's going to leave. I don't blame him. In a couple of years. And, yeah, it's just, you know. I'm really going to start really focusing. I've never been a hatred for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, uh-huh. but I'm a big fan of Tom Brady. There you go. I really might start focusing on them hey. a little bit more. Not, I can't ever leave the Cowboys, but, you know, I'm going to start <laughs> you're looking, things about You're looking for a side piece. I respect that. <laughs> Everybody has some relationship <laughs> problems side, sometimes. Well, Tom Brady's not a bad side well, I'm, piece. I'm looking. Yeah, yeah, that's true. And uh, then real quick, you mentioned yesterday that the Tiger Woods documentary. Oh, yeah, that's yeah, another yeah. thing that really I – I watched that interview. I've, I've loved him – since way before I moved here, and then I came here, and we live. I live and travel through Jupiter all the time. I feel like even though I've never met him, I've talked to people like police officers that have. Mm-hmm. 
I generally wish the best for him. He's always, they've always said of what a good person he is, and you know when they've met him in the community. And now he's probably not going to uh, ever get that kind of success anymore. I was looking at that interview like trying to find something to leave the window open. Yeah. Like he didn't say he could ever train like he used to could, but he did say I'll just have to do it a different way. Yeah, so maybe. I, I just he has, he has a mangled right leg and I yeah. don't know how you actually and appreciate the call, Joe. Appreciate the call, man. Joe's down bad and a bad. Uh, I know, right? And a bad back and a bad back. Yeah, he he has he has like half a leg, uh, a a a completely messed up back. He's not. Don't read into it. Like you're going to drive yourself crazy reading into it. He's yeah. He's acknowledged. It's why I said I've come to peace with it, and I think he's directly talking about competing for a major again. Yeah. Like, yeah. There's no way he's superhuman. And we know that he is strong-willed, but enough is enough. Your body can only take so much battering. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, and 15's not terrible. <laughs> no, no. I think it's, it's okay. It's not terrible. Yeah. yeah. It's not terrible. I wonder in his head, was he, was he, was there a little piece of him that was always chasing Jack? Because how can you not, because he couldn't get away from it. I think that was the driving Because people were always saying it to him. Yeah, I think that's why he kept trying to come back from the back injury, mm-hmm. because of that. That was what kept pulling him back, and now, I mean, he just, he almost died. I mean, he, he, yeah. he almost yeah. died, and he's not young. It's not like Ben Hogan right. who got in the accident and who was still in his 20s. Yeah. This guy, I mean, Tiger's old. <laughs> he's, a, he's, he's an old man by competitive golf standards. Yes, he is, by sports standards in general. Yeah. Yes. yes, this is true. But his body is like 20 years older than he is. Correct. And so that presents a whole other mess of problems How for him. How like 40? Five, six? I think he's forty. I think he's forty-six, actually. Yeah, because he's yeah, right around the same age 46. as Phil, right? Uh, now listen, don't give me to, to lying about how old Phil is. <laughs> I, I can give you Tiger. I can give you about how old he is. I just, forty-five. Yeah, Thank I just you. go from my age and say he's not much older than me. So, yeah. so forty-five. Okay. Tell me about Colin Morikawa, will you, Keeling? <laughs> Kamlevik alive here on ESPN one hundred six three. By the way, uh, you can hear me talk about Colin Morikawa and uh, his uh, recent engagement. Uh, Honda Classic Live, the only golf radio show in Palm Beach County in the Treasure Coast. That's what we do. I don't actually talk about golf. I just do like a TMZ version of golf i talk about relationships and like who ricky fowler is like marriage and justin thomas or uh justin thomas's kid no jordan spieth's kid okay yeah that's what we do like tmz that's all people want to know right. about they don't that's right know about all i've that got the stuff. inside scoop it's uh honda classic live you Kim know i Kennerly. call him pretty ricky pretty ricky he is mm-hmm. pretty but that's i can't true. call him that anymore on television why someone got upset really was it ricky it was not ricky oh, okay i feel like ricky, ricky would accept that who cares about that person? If Ricky thinks it's fine, and he probably watches, watching up there in Jupiter. If yeah. Ricky's okay with it, whoever called in and said that Keeley on WPTV <laughs> News Channel 5 can't call Ricky Pretty Ricky anymore, stuff it. All right? <laughs> Honda Classic Live, 9 a.m. Saturdays here on ESPN 106.3. I'm Ken Levicka. She's Keeley Ferguson, WPTV News Channel 5, WFLX Fox 29. And, hey, the Boca Raton Bowl is on the way, December 18th. 11 a.m. in the morning, FAU Stadium. It is the premier college football event in Palm Beach County. Last year, UCF and BYU, well, it didn't go well for the Knights. BYU had Zach Wilson. He came in and he ran roughshod over them. Who's it going to be this year? We'll find out. Brunch and ball, 11 a.m., December 18th, roofclaim.com, Boca Raton Bowl. That's the roofclaim.com, Boca Raton Bowl. 
That is December 18th at 11 a.m. Roof Claim, BocaRatonBull.com. That's Roof Claim, BocaRatonBull.com to find out more. She's Keely Ferguson. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3.